Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. KFI AM640. You're listening to the John and Ken Show on demand on the iHeartRadio app. The Moist Line is coming back tomorrow, so here's another reminder to leave your messages using the iHeartRadio app. That's easy to do. Of course, the microphone icon is how to connect. Or call the toll-free number, 1-877-MOIST-86, 1-877-664-7886. Uh, one of the things that's kicking around because of all the storms that we've had in California the last couple of months is this little treat. Um, the IRS says you don't have to file your return until October. It's the federal government. Now what they're trying to figure out is what California is going to do. California already kicked it to May 16th from April, but now they're calling on the state to also line up with the Fed tax deadline yeah. and swing it all the way back to October. Yeah, huge difference, though, because the federal government can just keep borrowing and printing money. And the state government, if they've got a, a big deficit, they can't fill it with borrowed and printed money. You know, they need the tax revenue coming in. Right. I mean, you could argue that uh, what about they have to pay refunds, too? But, you see, that's not going to slow down the refund people. They're going to get the returns no. in as soon as they can. <laughs> it's the people that owe money, they're going to wait until exactly. October, right? Yeah, right. if you've got a big refund coming, you already have filed your taxes. Yeah, some people don't know. I always find that out. I don't know. It's, it's a big mystery. I'll just file my taxes and see. Maybe I'll get money back. Maybe I won't. I, you know what? I, why, why can't we have a simple society? We're a simple society. A simple society where, where let's just, I'm going to pick out a number, all right? Let's just say I make $100,000 and then I've got to pay 20% in taxes, right? And you, This is an old idea, but I don't understand why we can't have this. You just fill out a postcard. I made $100,000. Right. Here because is, we have the government and we have lobbyists. 
Well, just and the lobbyists get in there with all sorts of ways that they can help get their taxes reduced for whatever their well, clients you, are doing. Or... You know, no more deductions, no more nothing. And you can tier it based on income, right? So yeah. you can make a, a higher tax bracket, a medium tax bracket, a low tax bracket. You can you can still do all that stuff, but it's just one percentage number, no deductions. No games. Plus, they, they always they thought that they can incentivize uh, business not their, to build more and do more if they give business. you credits and it's give you not their business. But Let, they think it's helping the economy grow. But it doesn't matter what they think. Let everybody live their life. People are going to do what's in their best interest. Business will do what's in their best interest. We don't need uh, suggestions and incentives and punishments from from those morons in government. All right, they're the least talented and least intelligent among us. So why are we listening to their incentives and dealing with their punishments? All right, now we move over to the story you had to be expecting after the latest rain and snow. Does anyone have a guess? Is the drought over? <laughs> the El Segundo Times just ran a fresh story by Haley Smith. The remarkably wet winter has helped ease drought conditions considerably. Large swaths of the state no longer considered to be in drought conditions. Oh, really? We, need, we needed a news swaths. report on that? Yes. <laughs> Thanks for that. Yeah. Tell, tell the people in uh, Lake Arrowhead that the drought is over. Uh, they're, they're laying under eight feet of snow. It might surprise you that only 17% of the state has exited drought conditions completely. 34% are classified as abnormally dry still. You have to take a look at a map to kind of understand this. It's places that, well, they're very inland or far north. Don't you think this is a, is a pile of bull poo? A pile of bull poo? Seriously. That, well, we're still abnormally dry. Uh, no, we're not. Well, you see, though, it snows and rains more in certain places like the mountain areas. And obviously, that's not what I'm talking about. But far up north... Well, you kind of have that uh, valley and somewhere in the middle of the state, too, the valley farm yeah. country. Not as much but rain or snow fell there. The thing is, there's, there's, nothing, there's nothing anybody can do about it. I find this constant monitoring of something that's beyond all our control just to be tiresome. Just live your life. If it rains, it rains. If it doesn't rain, it doesn't rain. You're not, you're not going you're, you're to make it rain more or less. There's nothing we can do about it. It's constant well, harping. It's like we're in a drought situation. It's like, well, 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 so why? What do you want me to do? Nine atmospheric river storms hit California in January. That's got to be like a new record. Uh, as for the latest snowpack. Oh, and by the way, it's very exciting. Tomorrow they go out with their, their big like yardsticks and they're going to measure the snowpack. They do it like this will be the third time. They actually yeah. do the state water officials walk out there and uh, uh, they and stick a big stick in the snow. Well, I heard in Sierra Nevada is the uh, the snow stick is going to be three miles. The wow, yeah, that's that's a hell of a snowpack, huh? Three miles high now. Wow, can you use that for a COVID test? It, <laughs> it actually reaches into space. Well, you mentioned Sierra. This in the southern Sierra, the snowpack is two hundred and thirty-two percent of normal. Okay, then that's enough. Statewide, we're at 192% of normal. All right, no more drought then. Yosemite Valley broke a 54-year-old daily record for snowfall. 40 inches fell. They had a mark that was set in 1960. As much as 15 feet fell in some parts of the park over the course of the storm. I, I read in one story yesterday, I think it was the Times, 
they they worried that it was we were going to keep having cold weather. It was a record stretch of cold, and then um, but there could be some warming, which means that we could have too much snow melt, which yes. isn't good because of the drought. And then it's we'll a weenie up, time story then, where no, they just no, obsess it, over everything. It, it, but they had four different obsessions in one story, and. The obsessions contradicted one another. Like it might be too cold, but then it might be getting warm. And then we've got the drought, but then the the snow may melt, and we'll end up with floods. It's like we'll have drought, we'll have floods. It'll get too warm. Well, it's been too cold. It's like it was. I was was getting whiplash. I couldn't believe this. I kept. I read it like two, three times the story because I kept saying, "Wait a second, they're over here. They're over here. They're over here. They're over here." What Lake Shasta, Lake Oroville, at 60% and 73% of capacity. That's more than double where they were just two months ago. And, again, whatever this is worth, they think we could have some rain, maybe not significantly big storms, throughout March. We don't know that. Because after we got all we got in December and early January, it stopped for a while until the last couple of weeks. So, you're right. A lot of this is out of our control, and we really want to stop obsessing on it. And, of course, the Times finishes their story by saying, but the Colorado River is still perilously low. Oh, oh, I know. The American Southwest is still having big droughts. At the end of that article, where it was too hot, too cold, too wet, too dry, yeah, their their go-to at the end is always the Colorado River. It's like, well, that that's still low because they haven't gotten the rain, uh, you know, in the, in the northern parts of the country that feed the river. Okay. And, and after they get a lot of rain, they'll move on to some other river east of that. <laughs> so, well, okay, so I gotta, I gotta worry about, I gotta worry about the drought. I gotta yeah. worry that it's too cold. I gotta worry that the warming temperatures are gonna melt, melt the snow too quickly, that it's gonna flood. But even though it's gonna flood, you gotta worry that the Colorado River is too low. And I'm, I'm reading this and thinking, well, they got a pipeline, you know, to catch the snow melt and direct it into the Colorado River, and that'll kind of balance everything out, wouldn't it? We got uh, more coming up, believe it or not, coming up next. It's been a while. We're going to check in on the crazy train, California's high-speed rail. New report has come out. It's not good news, but it never is. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM 640. 2008 ballot measure, $10 billion for high-speed rail. We pleaded with our listeners, vote no. Vote no. Here we are, 15 years later. 15. Still talking about what is essentially nothing. Yes, we still are trying to get this initial segment built in the San Joaquin Valley, which is really a nothing. We're said to Bakersfield. Right. I, I can't even believe. I mean, if you had told me 10 years ago we'd be talking about this little thing, that <laughs> they don't have enough money even to build this little thing. I they know. don't. They can't even go from Merced to Bakersfield after 15 years and Billions of dollars. Billions the of dollars. The new cost and, estimate for that one segment is now $35 billion. They, Again, that's a $10 billion bond measure that was passed. That's all there is. When they first fooled you people to vote for the High Speed Rail Act, they claimed that they were going to go from Sacramento to San Francisco to Los Angeles to Anaheim to San Diego. All that way. The whole thing for $33 million. Now, $35 million, maybe get you Bakersfield to Merced. $35 Just the billion. other day, the federal government rejected an application from high-speed rail for $1.2 billion in grants. Rejected. Because 
even the Biden administration knows this is a big, big waste. This is a black hole. It's a sewer dump. So. Yeah, because because why why are they going to waste federal money on something that is never going to be built and is never going to be useful? The project CFO, whose name is Brian Anus. Well, I changed it. It's A-N-N-I-S, Anus. Oh, let's I call him Anus. Anus. <laughs> he says, we want federal money. We have to have federal money. Well, in the latest no. round, you've been rejected. So let me let me guess. Joe, Again, this stretch is only 171 miles that they're trying to construct. Gavin, Bakersfield to Merced. Gavin Newsom can't get Joe Biden to cough up a billion dollars? Isn't that amazing? Uh, this press release I'm looking at also says that recent estimates indicate the high-speed rail... The way it is right now will cost $206.4 million per mile. Wow. Just chew on that number for a moment. $206 million a mile? <laughs> I, I saw in a news story in Cal Matters the secret to this. Oh. The secret to this is Schwarzenegger and Jerry Brown were enthusiastic supporters, according to this story. But when Gavin Newsom became governor, he was openly skeptical. And they quote Newsom. The project as currently planned would cost too much and take too long, he said as he took office. There's been too little oversight and not enough transparency. Right now, there simply isn't a path to get from Sacramento to San Diego, let alone San Francisco to L.A. I wish there were. And what happened is the construction unions started putting on high pressure on Newsom and other Democrats to continue the construction. They wanted the money. They wanted the fake jobs. The make yeah, there's, totally, there's been 10,000 jobs, at least they're claiming. Yeah, well, I want to see that. That's like Garcetti claiming that uh, thousands of homeless are taken off the streets. It's there certainly aren't the results that you would think there would be for 10,000 jobs. I mean, they put well, up barely anything in the, in the Central Valley. Cal, uh, Cal Matters notes this 10,000 jobs number. And the High-Speed Rail Authority says it is a comprehensive count of all construction jobs that have been employed by this project. This takes into account laborers who have worked with one or more subcontractors and held one or more jobs, averaging nearly 100 days on the job sites. Oh, I see. So if you work for 100 days... Yeah, that's not even a third of the year. <laughs> Right. That's not really. That's part-time work. That's 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 not a uh, hundred days total, maybe over the fifteen years. Oh yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's it's it, it, it's total nonsense. Uh, the unions donate enormous amounts of money to the Democrats. Everybody knows the Democrats are largely controlled by various unions, and this is just another set of them. And so they got their way. And uh, somebody sat Newsom down because he was just taking over as governor and says, "Gavin, you can't do this." We can't piss off the union guys. And so the boondoggle continues into year 15 with nothing built. And let's review this one more time. $9.95 billion was the original bond measure that passed by the voters in 2008. That was it. So they said, oh, well, you know, we'll get the rest from the federal government and then we'll get money from private investors. Private investors. <clears throat> well, they got a few billion out of, uh, I think it was the Obama administration. Yeah. And then uh, that was it. Yeah, Trump shut that off, and now Biden is not interested. Nope, not going to give him another billion dollars. And there has not been a penny. Imagine all the private investors in the world. Nobody stepped forward. Nobody. Yeah. You, I mean, how many trillions of dollars passes through the stock market and the bond market? 
how many investments are made by all these private equity firms, and yet nobody's offered a penny. Nobody wants a piece of this action. How could that be? So now it's $33 billion just for this one pathetic segment yeah, by right. 171 miles. Remember, the original bond measure, $10 billion plus, you know, billions more they get from the feds. They were trying to throw out a number of $33 billion to do the whole state. <clears throat> now they can't even do this one segment, and their cost estimates are way off anyway, but we'll just go with them for now. $22 billion. So projecting that out, they think that to build the whole statewide system, it's going to cost over $80 billion. They are absolutely out of their minds dreaming. But there's like no way to kill this. No, because if the governor is corrupted and the legislature is corrupted by union money and people don't want to vote these bastards out, I mean, Newsom and the legislature are basically criminals. They're taking bribes. They're taking campaign contributions from these construction unions. And in turn, are they directing billions of dollars uh to them for no-show jobs, make-work jobs, show up 100 days in 10 years, and we'll count it as a job in the press release. Last time we checked, a couple of legislators wanted to just steal money for other rail projects, saying that this is not going to come together, so we might as well use some of the $10 billion on local rail projects rather than uh, oh. sink it all into this mess. I think if Newsom wasn't bought off by the corrupt unions... He would signal the legislature, go ahead, steal the money, let's end this. Because a lot of the Democratic legislators know that this is this is a waste. So, yeah, they'd like the money spent on their local projects, which might be more useful. Right. Yeah. But they can't because the governor is owned by the unions. And, you know, the union goons that run these organizations, they're, they're absolutely corrupt. All right, when we come back, we played some pretty tough-to-listen-to audio from a mother who lost two sons to a fentanyl overdose. She was testifying before Congress. Her message was, do something, particularly, she was saying, the open border with Mexico where all the drugs are smuggled in. Again, components are made in China, gets to Mexico, and then it's finished, and then it's brought into the U.S. Tons and tons of fentanyl. And sometimes young people think they're buying oxycodone and they get something laced with fentanyl and they OD and they die. So that was her plea. Well, there was a response of sorts from uh, old dementia, Joe Biden. We'll talk about it coming up. John and Ken KFI, AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. All right, we'll delve into the origins of the coronavirus, the lab leak theory versus, of course, natural passing from animal to human, which started COVID-19. After 3 o'clock, we'll be joined by Brad Garrett, ABC News, for an in-depth look at this, particularly with the story this week that the Energy Department has concluded, not strongly, but concluded it probably was some sort of laboratory leak. And other government agencies are going with the more natural passage from animal to human theory. The other day, we played some uh, pretty heart-rendering audio from a Michigan woman by the name of Rebecca Kissling, who two sons, Caleb and Kyler, died in July of 2020 after they took what was Percocet pills, but it was laced with fentanyl, and they both died from the fentanyl poisoning. She testified before Congress to try to make the case that we need to do more to keep fentanyl out of the United States. 
Most of it comes over the border from Mexico by various means. The pills are often begun in China, the components, and then everything is put together in Mexico and smuggled across the border for great profits. So the update on this story is that apparently the uh, wacky Georgia congresswoman, Marjorie Taylor Greene, seized on the story and began making a lot of noise with it till it finally got a reaction from old Joe Biden because basically what Rebecca Kissling was saying is that it's worse now than ever because this is a very wide open border since this guy became president and I don't think anybody's doubting that. If millions of migrants can get into the United States, how hard is it to get billions of fentanyl pills into the country? So here is what Biden said when Marjorie Taylor Greene was knocking him about the open border and the fentanyl problem. A little bit of more Marjorie Taylor Greene and a few more, you're going to have a lot of Republicans running our way. <laughs> Isn't she amazing? <laughs> Oof. Ours is the reason she was, she was very specific. I shouldn't digress, probably. But she was, I've read. She, she was very specific recently, saying that a mom, a poor mother who lost two kids to fentanyl, that, that I killed her sons. Well, the interesting thing is that fentanyl they took came during the last administration. <laughs> that chuckle at the end. That really got is, people because yeah. uh, it's not something to chuckle about. What he was trying to do was lay it on the Trump administration from, because this happened in July of 2020. But that's not the point that the mom was trying to make. It wasn't specifically about the death of her two sons. It's the death of all the people, and the numbers are growing tremendously in the last couple of years. And that can only be because the border is in worse shape than it was. Well, yeah. I mean, look at the enormous busts when they do capture some of the fentanyl, and it's a fraction of what's coming over the border. And I read an article the other day. is all, the, the fentanyl is almost entirely coming over the Mexican border. And the ingredients are almost entirely coming from China. The sad truth today, this is what politicians do. And both parties do this. You know, he's focusing on Marjorie Taylor Greene because he knew it'd be worth a chuckle from, you know, his Democrat loyalists sitting there in the audience like a bunch of minions. So we just offered that up. Right? Yeah, you know something, you're right. Both sides do it because the Republicans are constantly uh, rattling about uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, right? And they get their cheap laughs off that dingbat. And right. then the Democrats get to uh, get their laughs off the whack job Marjorie Taylor Greene. They're both the same person. They're both insane. But you notice he doesn't take that 45 seconds to say, you know what, we're going to seal off the border. And we're going to get the military down there. And I don't want any more young kids dying at school poisoned with yeah. fentanyl. That's what you want them to hear. That we're going to send down whatever we have to send down and build whatever we have to build so there's no more fentanyl coming into this country from Mexico. That's what everybody wants to hear. I'm Instead, he turned it political. Oh, yeah, it's that nutball from Georgia. I'll make fun of what she said because, you know, Trump was president when these kids died. Right. <laughs> I mean, really? Apparently, uh, Kissling is quite upset about this because, again... Her point was, it's still happening. It's happening to more young people. And you got to take action, like John just said. Military action, if necessary, 
to seal off the flow of this kind of drug into the country because it is especially deadly and especially easy for young people to think they're buying some sort of opioid and they're getting something with all sorts of fentanyl in it. And the fentanyl deaths are 70,000 plus, approaching 80,000 a year. I read that, and I don't know whether or not this would do any good because we're talking about young people and they're buying a lot of these pills over social media, but there are like little test kits where you get some pills and you can see if there's fentanyl and know not to take them. I mean, that's just... Yeah, the teenagers, their brains are so impulsive. You know, this stuff floats around in in the school hallways, in the libraries, on buses. I mean, it's a drug bazaar everywhere now with teenagers. There's just a huge supply of everything. Kissling said, almost every Democrat on that committee in Congress offered me condolences. They had the decency to do that. Biden didn't even do that. You have to mock my pain. Because, you know, he made the yeah. Trump joke. Well, he's a I feeble- wasn't president then when the pills came in that killed their son. So, uh, yeah, he's a feeble old fool. And she admitted you know, and many a- administrations have failed to properly address the drug and the fentanyl crisis. Obviously, if this was she was testifying in 2020 after her sons died, she still would have said the same thing. Why is it so hard for a person's brain to focus that the issue is the fentanyl killing teenagers? And not which political party is in power. It's that both parties have failed for decades now at controlling the border on purpose. They know what the issues are. They refuse to. And I suspect there's some, you know, some deals that they have to protect Mexican government, not to criticize the Chinese government. The Chinese government and the Mexican government are conspiring together. They are. This is, this is their shipments out of China, their policy to let all this stuff reach the border in Mexico, and it's killing our kids. And we stand around yelping about Marjorie Taylor Greene and AOC, and it's like, that's irrelevant. Kissling added this. What about the 22% increase in fentanyl deaths since you became president, Mr. Biden, since you changed our policy at the border? That represents tens of thousands of U.S. citizens who died on your watch. Yeah, more people Are you going to keep died. laughing? About those who died under your watch? Do we have to bring them in so you can look at them in the eyes and laugh? Yeah. What is wrong with you? Apparently she put out a new statement after this Biden reaction. He's a foolish old man who shouldn't be president. He well, shouldn't he's be been in there. politics almost all his life. This is how he deals with things. Particularly in front of, He was in front of that friendly, I don't know who those people were in the audience, but yeah. they were clearly uh, Democrat a loyalist a minions. A bunch of jackals. Who laugh at any stupid joke as if it's targeted at a Republican. And you'll see there's there's a Republican conservative conference coming up in a few days, and you'll see the mirror image of that nonsense there. I know. That's why nothing gets done and things only get worse because it's all about our team. Our team is never wrong. Your team has all the idiots, and here they are. I'm going to mock them again with whatever they said, their latest crazy thing. And you're right. Both parties have this collection. Yeah, they got their cartoon. Mockable idiots. Yeah, the cartoon characters, the punching bags, the pinatas, easy, cheap laugh. To, you know, you see it on all the TV shows, too. On an easy, cheap laugh, show a picture of AOC, show a picture of Marjorie Taylor Greene. Obviously, those two women are completely Oh, and the unhinged. media loves to pick up on these. Oh, they, sure. They get, they and, get highlighted. The, the right-wing people think Marjorie Taylor Greene is some sort of heroine, so no, they put she, her quotes up, no. and then the left loves to pick on it. No, she's, she's a crazy lady from, what, Georgia? Yeah, she's from Georgia. Yeah, so I mean, I mean, she's she's like an inbred 
from one of those uh, rural sections of Georgia where crazy people vote for somebody like her. And, and she's not she's not a, a, a she's not a world leader. She's not an influential anything. She just has a microphone and says stupid stuff into the microphone. Right. And the no, way you do it is you're, you, you're you painting her as representative of the entire opposition party. That's what you're trying to do. That's yeah. your portrayal in front of the media right. when you make cracks like that. Right. Because Just like you said, they use AOC as supposedly representative of the entire opposing political party. When she's not, she does represent the pretty crazy wing of the party. Right. But right she's now they have a lot of control in the Biden administration, it seems. Well, that's the thing. The people who are setting the policies in the Biden administration are completely unknown. Somebody in the Biden administration is creating the policy that Biden approves of to keep the border wide open so the fentanyl can come pouring in and kill all the teenagers in America, right? right. Somebody, but that person is unnamed. But nobody makes a joke about them. Nobody knows who they are. Nobody bothers to find out who they are. All right, we got more coming up. It is the John and Ken Show, KFI AM640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. You're listening to John and Ken On Demand from KFI AM640. Yeah, we'll be joined by Brad Garrett, ABC News analyst, to talk about COVID-19's origins. We had a report that came out this week from the Department of Energy that they believe it's possible, likely, that COVID started from a laboratory leak. We, of course, have reports from other U.S. agencies which felt it came from some sort of creature, animal origins, except and mutated they, to humans. Except they haven't produced the animal. Right. Neither side has produced the smoking gun, <clears throat> however. Well, I, I, what's interesting, I think Brad could address how, how they would get information. Which is what I wonder, because all we hear in the headlines is, well, the Department of Energy says, the FBI says, well, how did they get there? Like, well, they, the they, FBI has to use its sources that okay, they have from well, the intelligence community. Who are the sources? Maybe to infiltrate inside Chinese government, there's always people that'll speak. Who are the sources? What is the intelligence? No, the sources what? will be killed, so you can't say who they are. They'll be killed. Well, but you could say that these are people who worked at the Wuhan lab, for example. Oh, you don't even want to get that specific. Well, there's no way to trust this stuff or to say, hey, I think they've got it right if you don't know where they got the information from and what is the specific information. All right. Well, you're going to pose all these questions. Except I... nothing. You're constantly being lied to. Believe nothing. Now, last week came the news, and it was a little confusing, that U.S. Senator Dianne Feinstein, the long California Democratic senator, was not going to run for re-election in 2024. But felt that uh, she was going to stay and finish her term. That seems to be the consensus. When I said confusion, it's because when Feinstein was approached later in the day, she seemed to be unaware that her staff had sent out the retirement announcement. We couldn't quite figure out whether or not she even knew there was a retirement announcement or she was just confused as to the timing of when it would be released. Well, news comes today that she's back home in California and has missed a number of sessions in Washington, D.C. in the Senate dealing with a personal health issue. Well, we now know what it is. She's got shingles. Oh. Yeah. She's been diagnosed with the shingles virus, which cause, can cause a painful rash. Does she know she has shingles? Well, supposedly it was diagnosed in February. Uh, shingles does, of course, develop in older adults who had the chicken pox, 
There was a shingles vaccine. I don't know if she took it. I did. Shingrex is what it's called, the main one. Because uh, I had shingles twice, but we've talked about that story many times. And I'm nowhere near her age, so it's particularly tough when you're in your so 90 the Democrats, years old. So the Democrats are short two votes. Oh, right. Fetterman's not there. Fetterman's still uh, dealing with his stroke and his depression, and she's dealing with the shingles, so they only have uh, 49 people. She's missed uh, a dozen votes in two committee hearings since this began. They finally announced that she hasn't been there, that she's been home, and now they've made it uh, public that she's got uh, shingles. So that means Garcetti definitely cannot be named ambassador to India. Oh, that's true. In fact, I'm no- surprised he didn't jump into the Senate race. Don't you think he would have? Uh, I mean, if Adam Schiff can run. I bet you that he, he did polling and got, oh. and got a zero. Because nobody knows him outside he, of L.A. and people in L.A. hate him. Yeah. I mean, how much embarrassment can a guy take in one year? How many times do you want to be a loser? Now, another note on health concerns. The CDC has put out a warning about an extensively drug-resistant case of a bacterial infection called Shigella. This is not shingles. Uh, this is Shigella. Shigella. That's right. They're close. Doesn't SHI. Shigella sound disgusting? I think it sounds like a dessert dish, like oh, a Jello. You, you would not want a plate of Shigella. No, it's like uh, bleep on top of Jello. <laughs> it just sounds. No, I mean some some diseases really sound like diseases. They really well, sound like uh, something gross. Well, but the next part of this is my favorite in the story. Shigella is a major cause of inflammatory diarrhea. Wow, what the you hell don't is want that? that. Oh, it means it can be bloody. Oh, bloody! I thought maybe flames were coming out. Well. It's the word they use, but inflammatory means bloody? basically that. Yeah, you can get bloody diarrhea. Doesn't that you mean you're have. dead? You're dying? Well, you're right. Normally, if you're sitting on the bowl and you, you pass a stool and there's blood in it, that's not a good sign. But if you have Shigella, it's not that you're dying. Uh, again, they believe it is spreading through the gay and bisexual male community. Well, through sexual contact is what they're saying. A lot of the cases so far. Are coming from what did we just have? Oh, monkeypox. That was last monkey year's pox, thing. Right? Yeah. yeah, I forgot. Right, which is the uh, same. Shigella spreads when infected fecal matter enters the mouth. Ah, come on. Or the nose. Oh, including through. I don't want to think about what's going on there. What are people doing with their nose? Uh, um, or because of poor hand washing after diaper changes. Is Un- that going on between men? Unsanitary food. Unsanitary food handling or swimming in contaminated water, typically seen in young children. But in this case, with 221 confirmed cases, 37 possible more. Uh, oh, this came out of Europe. They had a, a raft of cases last year for people who traveled to a place off of West Africa. In uh, the U.S., all but four of the 180. Oh, no, that's the United Kingdom. Uh I'm trying to find the U.S. numbers here because I had seen yesterday oh. that most of it so far. Oh, 243 U.S. cases. Uh, no, that's from 2015. Wow, this story is all over the place. Yeah. Well, here's one. 87% of the cases were in men presumed to have sex with men. Okay, that's kind of what I was looking for, the definitive number about where it, it was. It uh, causes severe diarrhea, sometimes bloody diarrhea, cramps, and abdominal pain. Infections have also been the rise among people experiencing homelessness. So there you go again. International travelers and then people living with HIV. Oh, man. That's why you got to stay away from the homeless. Uh, They might have Shigella on them. Yeah. 
Yeah, and this recent round, just one of the infections was in a child. So you're right. It's centered mostly about men who had contact with other men sexually. And, of course, they also throw in this story, gonorrhea, chlamydia, and syphilis have been rising steadily in recent years, particularly prevalent, too, among gay and bisexual men. You know, gonorrhea is down to one antibiotic that works. Oh, no. Yeah. And and they think it, it may be losing its uh, its uh, effectiveness on the gonorrhea, oh, this boy. last antibiotic. And then what happens? It's out of control. All right. Coming up next, we'll be huh. talking to Brad Garrett, I'm ABC News. anybody. ABC News crime and terrorism analyst about the mystery of the origins of COVID-19. John and Ken, KFI AM 640, live everywhere, the iHeartRadio app. Deborah Mark live in the 24-hour KFI newsroom. Hey, you've been listening to The John and Ken Show. You can always hear us live on KFI AM 640, 1 p.m. to 4 p.m. every Monday through Friday, and, of course, anytime on demand on the iHeartRadio app. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Residents at Brightview Senior Living Communities enjoy enhanced possibilities, independence, and choice. Brightview Dulles Corner in Herndon and Brightview Great Falls offer vibrant senior independent living, assisted living, and memory care services through various daily programs and cultural events. Chef-prepared meals, safety and security, transportation, resort-style amenities, and high-quality care. Everything you need is here. Discover more at brightviewseniorliving.com. Equal housing opportunity. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota. What's out there is unknown. So at UC San Diego, out we go. Because to take on the challenges of the here and now, you gotta get your feet wet, your eyes open, and your mind out there, way out there. Turning the unknown into cures, culture, and connections with each step forward. So pack a bag, a notebook, and some sandals, and get ready to look far and think further. UC San Diego. Learn more at ucsd.edu.